You know Ben Askren's fucking whatever on here? Like, is he the first one? What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Menace and the Man, episode 56. Yo, what up, Stan? Stan the Man, Dennis the Menace Bermudez. How are you today, Menace? I'm pretty good. Yo, so, um, take off your hat real quick. I was going to take my hat off. Good thing you reminded me. Why? Who cut your hair, dude? I haven't gotten a cut in a minute. I'm uh, We've When you this. do... When you do, I know where I'm going. You need to go over to Mike. Look at that shit. That shit is sharp as fuck. Damn. Look at like, yeah. There's only one place to go. Ah. Uh, the gentleman's den, of course. You gotta go to the gentleman's den in Belmore. It's right by uh, Energy Fuel. I'll have him cut these locks one day. Shape me up a little bit. Well, right. what are you trying to do with it? You're trying to you grow it out for charity, right? Yeah, man. I, I this will be the third time I've done this. Like an idiot. Another charity thing we're doing. Is, like a complete idiot. Uh, Dennis Bermuda's day. DB day, yes. In the the town of Babylon. Are you excited for it? Or not yet? Uh, yes and no. Yes, because the actual day it's gonna be fun. We'll drink a bunch of drinks, but no, like we got a lot of like shit we gotta do to set up. I feel. Uh, it's literally just a powwow. Like we just need to powwow, and then it'll all be set up. Like respond to some emails, make some phone calls. Like me and you almost need to sit together. I mean, if you want my help with it, like we've been trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone's gotten back to me. I've talked to Mary Carroll's, the local. I don't, and I, we got a power on that. So I got to, I talked to the guy at the local. So I just have to get back to him. But um, I've talked to them. I've talked to the post office. So it seems like everything is a go so far. We just need to finalize some details. But uh, everyone seems very receptive to having Menace Bermuda's Day. I mean, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be amazing. Again, you can come out. Menace might kick you, or you might see Menace beat me up a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Something he likes to do. What are you doing over there on your phone? I was updating the title. I'm about to share the actual thing, and then we're going to call up Johnny Bedford and jump right into it. Yeah, Johnny Bedford's pretty awesome. Oh, he's the man. Just beat up our other friend, Crazy Horse. Do not... Do not what? Sam, Sam, do not call him Crazy Horse. <laughs> oh, my God. Felony, felony. Jesus. Our homeboy felony. Well, you know what that is. That's like you're going to – that's like if all of a sudden you were like, you know what? I'm not Menace no more. I'm fucking <laughs> – The symbol formerly known as Prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not I'm, – what would that be? Like if he's now – he used to be Crazy Horse, now he's felony. That would be like if you're like – Oh, don't call me menace no more. Just call call well, me call you, me insane. You know what? <laughs> you know what? A lot of people do it to reinvent themselves, though. Okay, Dennis, you know, Dennis. like like Puff Daddy changed his name like three times. Yes, he did. I mean, but he stayed in the realm. He like did. it would be like if Crazy Horse was like, "Yo, calls me call me horse now." Yeah. You know, or call me call me C C H. You know, it's still in the realm. He went from Puff Daddy to Puffy to Diddy. But he went a little like he's aggressive. Not he, he was joking, oh. but he got a little. Ah. He's a little aggressive with I it. I don't know. I think he would have fucked your ass up. Oh, for sure. Who wins in that fight? Um, I have. A ch- I mean, I, like I'm a live dog in any <laughs> fight, but that, that's a tough one. Uh, that's a tough one. Man, that is awesome. I would just set it up. with I'd have a. I'd, you make you faint first. I hit him. Ah, uh, he might. He ain't gonna bite that faint. No, nah, he ain't biting on. He ain't biting on that faint. He like he'll have to put his chin out. Go ahead. That's how Bedford was hitting him. I know. Is he was just like fainting, fainting, and tr- crazy <laughs> felony was just standing there. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna throw. <laughs> Here it comes. Oh gosh. And he don't give no fucks. Uh, uh what's his name? Bedford. 
Like we talked about how Bedford like found his calling. He one billion percent found his calling in bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. Like I one thing I was thinking of, and we'll say to him like in that tough house, even though he was one thirty five, and I know Dillashaw is a tough dude. Like what would have happened if they got into a fight in the kitchen, you know, or if they got in a fight over the fucking using the bathroom or something? Yeah. That would have been a Touché. scrap. That would have been a scrap. I tell you what, like I wouldn't want to fight Johnny Bedford. No, I wouldn't want to fight Johnny Bedford. He has an iron shin. He eats shots. Yeah, but like in the kitchen, I'm not shying away from double legging a motherfucker like onto the counter. Yeah, you'd have to go a different route. Like yeah. I need to get close. I'm getting close. I'm closing this, you know. Yeah. Ground and pound you like, oh shit. What up? What up, Johnny? We were just talking mad shit about you, dude. Good shit, I'm good sure, shit. I'm sure you were. No, we were talking about uh, how Stan was saying how he thinks you found your calling in bare-knuckle fighting. And he said, he was talking about how you were on the show. And he was like, what if, you know, Giant Bedford and TJ Dillashaw, like, got in a fight, like, in the kitchen or, like, overusing the bathroom? Like, what would have happened? I'm like, damn. That's a I different. fucked him up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't lose those fights. I yeah, like tight spaces, I feel like that's where you would even thrive. Like bare knuckle boxing is one thing, but put these put them in a phone booth. Oh. That's Johnny Bedford's type of fight. I yeah. I I like you, Stan. You're you're a smart man. I agree with you. Very smart, very uh, smart. But Johnny, if I'm fighting you in a bathroom, a tight bathroom, I'm still shooting a double. <laughs> I'm trying. I don't that's why that's why I'm bare knuckle boxing. Uh, you get double leg shot on me. Uh but hang on. You know Johnny Bedford wrestled division one, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Where's your mic? Right here. It's not going to be fun. Oh. Anywhere you fight him, it's not going to be fun. Uh. You fight him yeah. in an MMA fight or a bare-knuckle boxing fight. But like I was saying, I think uh, put him in a phone booth. Like you, uh, uh, the fight with Crazy uh, Felony. We don't want to call him Crazy Horse anymore. Felony. Like every time that you guys got in close, it's like you just bite on your mouthpiece and just slug. Oh, uh, Johnny, turn your phone horizontal so you can see this. There we go. Look at that. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, wow. Look at the, I don't even know how to use my iPhone. Ah! Oh, wow. You just figured that out when Menace told you? No, I, don't, I guess I don't FaceTime all that. Much. Well, no, but when you FaceTime, 90% of the time you're FaceTime with someone else who has their iPhone and you hold it vertically. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Only on the Menace the Man show do you need to hold your, your iPhone while FaceTiming horizontal. Yeah, so you get the whole uh, the whole thing. I get to see you both now. It works out better. Yes. Yeah. So, Stan, before uh, having Johnny on the, on the on the show, I spoke to him on the phone just to, you know, arrangement. We started getting into it. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Hold up. Like, I want this to be organic talk here. I'll talk to you later. And I, like, hung up the phone. But, like, um, what were we – hang on. What were we, we were getting into the, your fight you just had this past weekend, right? Yeah, this past, uh, you know, what, five days ago? Yeah. Um, fought down in Biloxi, Mississippi. Um, obviously got the win. You were congratulating me. That's what started me on my little spiel, and you kind of said, hey, hey, save this. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not – it's not boo-hoo me. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy to get a win, but the truth is, is I didn't fight a great fight. Right, that's um, what you were saying. You weren't happy with your performance. I didn't I didn't fight a great fight, and I'm – I and, 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 why I can say that is, and, and what makes me pissed off about it is that I'm smarter than that. I'm a veteran now, you know, I'm 36, but he did what he wanted to do. And you he said got he got you emotional, emotional. right? He got me emotional, right? I wanted to make an example of him. I was like, this, you know, this son of a gun's coming over my sport, like acting a fool, acting a clown. I don't know if you saw how he walked out, but he had his pants around his ankles I mean, I'm backstage about to walk out with the men's out. Like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, 
not the right mentality. When I'm loose, I'm having fun. My hands are down. Um, that's when I'm at their best. When I'm like, like I was, I, 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 I've watched it a couple of times. I was forcing things. I wasn't my normal self. Um, but it was still an exciting fight. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll come to fight every time. And uh, yeah, I, I think kind of what we said earlier, I'm, I'm kind of made for this sport. Right. Yeah. Even I that. Could fight, I could fight bad fights and still get wins. I'm pretty happy to say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. When someone brings it out of you and you start fighting a little uncharacteristic, you're still game. It's still your type of situation. That's right. Yeah. Because I, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Like what? You know, you're my boy, so I'm watching him come out and do his 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 thing at weigh-ins. I'm like, this is very entertaining for me as like a fan, but as a as a homie to you, I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's gonna catch it. You know? But yeah. like he, hang on. I got it like like Connor at first. I was like, "Fuck this guy," but then after he kept going, I'm like, "This guy's fucking funny." Yeah, you know. So he comes out. He's got his fucking. I don't know. He's got his pants down. What, what was he face? Was he live on Facebook? At he's live on uh, on YouTube. I guess he's got a huge. YouTube oh right, out. he's been trying to push that. He's got a big YouTube out. He was live at the weigh-ins. He was live at the pre-fight meetings. He was live walking to the gate or walk to the ring. He was live at the hotel after. I mean, that guy, I, I went and found his YouTube channel now. And is it big? Uh, it, it's, I don't, I don't know how big it is. Um, I just declined a call. Sorry if you lost. Me oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, um, I don't, I, I, I should have probably looked at that. I went and gave him a, a, a subscribe. I'm all nice. supportive. Of nice, nice. So, That's what's up. It's good. It, once you yeah. fight a guy, you get a little, you know, you're cool with him after that. You know what I mean? Like, he had me blocked on social media for a while and stuff, and he was offended because of the whole, I won't call him it anymore, just like you said. Um, but after the fight, dude, he sent me a message on, on Instagram, um, good fight pimp or something like that, and then he said something about, I heard I hit you hardest you've ever been hit, and I was like, well, yeah, you definitely gave me some good shots. Um, um, you know, so I told him it was an honor to fight him and, yeah. you know, thanks and whatever. So water under the bridge, there was never really any real animosity. I don't hate the man. I, right. I, think a, I think he's a clown and he was an opponent and I'm thankful that that bare knuckle got the opponent for me and I'm thankful that he showed up to fight and he made me fight for it. I mean, you can see on my face, I'm busted up a little bit. For sure. For sure. Eh, and, nothing and, crazy though. And me and, me and Stan were talking on Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was like, Hey, I want to try and get Johnny on. We ended up, you know, can the show for Tuesday and then we pushed it to today. Um, that, yeah. And like you said before is like, uh, you were, you were a little bit emotional cause usually you have this fucking ear to ear smile. And I saw you like almost like forcing that smile. Like you were like, like, I don't know, but like, usually you have a way more, like you didn't get the fuck off the guy. Usually you're like, come here. Come fight right here. You didn't get the fuck off him. You stayed in his face the whole time. Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, make an example of him. And, you know, when you're forcing things, you know. Yeah. You're yep. forcing things. You're trying to knock someone out. It's hard to knock them out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When you're just setting it up and letting things fly, the knockout comes. So yeah. I was, I was forcing things, holding my breath, you know, like just, just stuff I'm better than that the emotions will do that. It, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's real. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you said, holding your breath because afterwards you were breathing like fucking super hard, and I was like, "Damn, he really put out like a fucking ton of effort." And like you said, you must have been holding your breath to be like, <gasps> like almost like yeah. you were holding your breath. You know what I mean? Like I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to, you know, load had, up and stuff, and it was just 
bad performance. But yeah. Again, I don't want to boo-hoo me. I, I got to win. I'm happy. Well, yeah. At the end of the day, everyone forgets. And if there's one right. guy who's yeah. going to bring that out of you, like, I want to hit this motherfucker, it's Charles yeah. Bennett. Well, the thing that is, is he's, like like you said, he's a veteran. He's, he's like, kind of a, one of the pioneers in the sport. The dude's fucking oh, for sure. almost 40, right? Like, he's, he's been pretty- fighting in backyards. He's been in MMA, pride. You, you know what I mean? He's been all over the fucking map. Yeah, yeah no, for real. Strike yep. force, all that shit. But he didn't fare well in bare knuckle boxing when he ran into Johnny Bedford. How did you feel at 145, bro? Dude, I ate breakfast the day of weigh-ins, bro. Like it's it's gravy. What the the the, the heart? I, I've made jokes on Instagram with previous opponents saying they're coming for my belt, and I told them like the hardest part about fighting you is making weight, homie. Like. I'll beat you up again if you want to do that. Like, sign me up. Like, the hardest part is making weight. Right. 40, 45, though, is it was easy. Um, shout out to George Lockhart and his team. They were out there for Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships. They are helping us out that week. Okay. Um, so, which was very cool. Um, yeah, 45 was good. You know, everything everything went well uh, for the weight cut-wise. Performance-wise wasn't up to par. But, again, got the win, moving on. Um getting ready for what looks like hopefully february yeah nice nice and i'm gonna put uh you know a lot of people are like he's even even fucking crazy or like he you're skinny you're he he's small for the weight class i'm like no he's fucking not the dude's fucking 511 his shoulders are broader than mine he just it's just like he just doesn't have any like like a lot of muscle on his bones because otherwise he won't make weight the only reason like i'm like Johnny Bedford's a big fucking guy. When you're standing in front of him, he's wide, and he is fucking tall. He's a big dude, and he's got reach. And his knuckles yeah. are bigger than his fucking hand. That's weird. <laughs> well, yeah, that's even put, what I, what put I said to Put your paws up to the camera real quick. Look at his fucking dude, knuckles. Well, the one that you're talking about is jacked right now. It's all swollen up. So there's the left, and then there's the right. Ooh. Dude, his his right hand, the middle knuckle of his right hand is as if it's a fucking like he's a velociraptor. You know that they have that <laughs> one fucking huge claw? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's his right hand. That, uh, that thing's grown over time, I'm sure. Oh my god. I well broke this damn thing so many times, like Well, that's what one thing you alluded to is that you don't have to cut weight so you feel better and you're like, you know, healthier. But obviously, when you fight Artem, that's what I was saying to Menace. Artem's going to be a little bigger than you. Well, little, and, you know? I, well and I, and I, I, I disagreed. But um, well, my theory in that is Artem can't make 135. Like Johnny sh- struggled to make 135, but made 135. Well, it was a tough cut, you know. I mean, I made it. I made it yeah. 25 times at this point. But yeah. now this is a different fight. There's no grappling. I think that's when. The size comes into play a little more when you guys are like in the clinch. And I disagree. And I think I think the size comes into play when you're when you are grappling, where you are a heavier guy and you have more mass. That's to what move. I just that's what I just said. It comes into in play. grappling. It comes into in play stri- when there's grappling. Oh, when there's striking. No, striking. It's just, yeah. No, it's just like yeah, no, it's different. Striking. Throw your weapons. Artem, Artem, Artem size is not an issue for me at all. I'm yeah. gonna be the bigger guy. You know, he might weigh a couple more pounds than me on fight night, but. I'm going to be the bigger man. I'm going to be longer. Um, longer reach, taller, rangier. Yeah. Yes, yes. He'll be struggling to make the way. It, 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 it's perfect. And, yeah, they should have already given you Artem, but they went with that Jason Knight fight, and then. Well, well, the thing yeah. is, is so Johnny yeah. was alluding to, you know, previously, like, yo, Artem, where are you at? You know what I mean? And then Johnny fought at 145, showed what he looks at 45, and Artem came out and was like, all right, sure. You could use the publicity like he's a fucking. A stud, yeah, he deserves it. And 
I gotta respect that. Well, no, Artem's not the one to be like. Okay, I select you to be like famous. Like, fuck you. I well, mean, he does have a big phone. He does. Yeah, he, he kind of is actually. Yeah, he is that a little I, bit. I, I thought the call out. I took the call out as zero disrespect. I and no, I agree. I thought I it was. I thought it was I really cool of him. Smart. I think he's that. I think it was really smart. Um, I think he's really smart. I think he needs a fight. I think I'm the I'm I'm the big money fight for him. Um, now and I think it's, I think he's, for some reason thinks he might win, but that, <laughs> there's no way in it. I'm gonna like no, but but yeah, I mean, it, it, I thought it was worded right. He said, "I need your wins. You need my notoriety, or or, or whatever. Uh, we both need our families f- fed." I've heard February, or I've heard Florida's nice in February. And shit, it took me thirty seconds. I am in. Right? Yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Um. And then Stan was saying Arnhem is the Homer Simpson of like fighting. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That, that, yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's a great fight for me. Yeah. Like I, I, I I've come to like Artem as a person. I fought you know three times with him now. I fought the same night he fought Jason Knight the first time. I fought. I won a world title the night he fought Paulie Malinaji, and I fought obviously the same night he just fought the Jason Knight rematch. Um. I've come to get to know him and his coach David Jones. They're actually really good people. You know what I mean? Kind of, kind of. It's funny. My coach Rafael Casillas told him, "Like I didn't fucking like you. I thought yeah. you were. I thought you were Conor McGregor. I thought you were douche. Like what about right? Uh, that's that's yeah. the impression I. So Chris Wade right. told me he fought in the same card as him, and like, you know, or they were doing some event together. As Artem, and I had this with yeah. Chris Wade did something with Artem, and and. I had this impression that like, dude, the only reason you are where you are is because of Conor McGregor. You personally didn't do shit. You're just around Connor. That's you're, why you're, you're literally Connor's punching bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Chris was like, "No, nah, man, he's fucking like." After like a few minutes, he's like, "You know what? You're like, you're fucking all right. I see it. Like you are. You're pretty. You're pretty cool." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, they're all right." Yeah, he just caught a bad rap a little bit. But one of my favorite things about him is the goat memes, and how people on the internet say Artem's a oh, goat. You've seen that? Uh, for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the phone. My daughter's trying to break in. I apologize, guys. <laughs> You're good, dog. She can hang yeah, out. Yeah, she can hang man. out. We don't mind kids. This is a it's... A, a family friendly show, even yeah, though it's man. a little. Sometimes we... my little guys hop on the couch. You know, right. if they're around. We had Sam Alvey on the show, and we had his youngest son Bryson start interviewing Sam Alvey. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So we we get into that sometimes. I think we've even had Maddox and Bryson both in here. Uh, they talk yeah, to some people. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh. And then, so Artem was like, hey. You want to scrap? You're like, yep. And then Knight gets on the, on the horns. Like, hey, what he? What did he say? Oh, he's so saying he's open to the trilogy. He wants to shut my mouth up. It's like, oh yeah, I he went he, to 45 for a reason. I went to 45 for a reason to stay busy, and I'm gonna collect another belt. Yeah. Line them up, like line them up. Now I'll fight Artem first. Make me the number one contender. Jim Allers is now in this conversation. Oh, because he wants to come for a title. But the problem is, is Jim Allers hasn't made 45 yet. Jason Knight has told me he won't fight Jim Allers unless Jim Allers comes to 45. The truth is, the money the the money bracket right now is 45 with Artem, Jason, me now there. If Jim wants to get in the get in this mix, come on down. I have, I mean, I'm not bare knuckle fighting championships matchmaker. I'm not their CEO. I don't make any of those decisions. But I'd be okay with. Give Jim and and uh, Jason Knight a one forty five pound title fight, make them the co main event because me and Artem's gonna be the main event, 
but I'm going to beat them both. I, I, I want the number one. I, I'll beat Artem and become the number one contender, and then I'll fight the winner of Jason and Jim. Yeah, like, I, like I think, it. I mean, I enjoy bare-knuckle fighting, and I uh, Dave Feldman, whoever the matchmaker is, they're fucking up right now because they're not making Johnny Bedford the star. You have a guy right now undefeated in bare-knuckle boxing, comes from the MMA world, so you can sell that angle too, ultimate fighter, that whole nine, and he's undefeated, and he's not like, um, you're fucking people up in bare-knuckle boxing. You know what I mean? It's not like you're having unentertaining fights. Every yeah, wouldn't you have can... like one decision? I actually have two, but the, the second one was the world title fight where and it was a, I, knocked and, guy, I knocked that guy down three times. Yeah, right? that was uh, a very entertaining fight. And the, yeah, and the other one was like my first round of that tournament was my bad fight. I, I, I went in with a broken hand. I called him a week before the fight and said, what happens if someone breaks their hand? Well, the tournament moves on. Okay, well, I don't have a broken hand. I'll see you next week. <laughs> well, even that's one of those things we saw with your opponent just now. Like, I'm not going to shit on him, but yeah. once he hurt his hand, he, he was done. You because know what I mean? he, he, he hit you with a nice fucking one from the right hook. But hang nice. on. Did you slip or was that like a little bit of a knock? No, I, I watched it again. It probably could have been called a knockdown. I'm thank God it didn't. Because I, I told, because Stan was like, he, you know. But, but it definitely wasn't like a shot that knocked me down. It was more like I was all balanced and stuff. I thought it was like a, like a slip at first, like definitely in the moment. I definitely didn't think I got knocked down. Because you got right back up. Like, it wasn't. Right back up. And then, um, but I did watch it, and he was in the middle of throwing punches. Maybe that could have been counted as a knockdown. Again, they didn't. Um, but I will say this. He did hit me with a shot. That uppercut. Or after that. He hit you with an uppercut. Me, but it was like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm in a fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, here we go. I saw a picture of it where he hit you with an uppercut, and it was like total fist to the chin. And you ate yeah, that right. shit. That, that wasn't the, the flash or but whatever But then you started going to the body, I watched. Yes. Like, you were going upstairs with him. He hit a few ones on you, like, mm, let's switch this up a little bit. And you went to start going to the body. He started gassing. Yep. I should have went there from the beginning. I had a game plan, you know what I mean? Was to get on the gas. But, again, game plan kind of goes out the window. You get emotional. You get punched <laughs> in the face. You just start fucking fighting, right? Bite yeah. down in the mouthpiece and let's let's find out who's going to fall. And, yeah, that's where the, the scary Johnny Bedford comes out. When it's like, oh, no, we're really fighting now. Yeah. 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 So I don't think Felony realized that. Like, Felony probably should have been respectful, and then maybe it would have went a little different for him. That's, that's his whole thing, though. That's how he rolls. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. jokingly, like, he should have been like, oh, no, we're good, and then threw you off a little bit with that. Instead, he went like, the, nah, I'm going to amp you up a little bit. I want you to fuck me up. Yeah. You know? I tried to. I, that was my objective that night. I was emotional. Because, yeah. yo, I fought in a tournament with him once, and I saw him down the hallway, and he was like, you fighting this weekend? I was like, yeah. He's like, 155? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> Were you talking to me? And you like looked over your shoulder. It was, it was only me. I Because like back in the day, I didn't have – my corner was coming like the next day. I had one corner. It was just me, like 6-0, and 5-0. Oh, yeah. oh, like, uh, okay. <laughs> and now you knew who he was? <sighs> or you didn't watch fighting really back then? As you know, not that you watch it now, but I think someone was like, "Oh, that's Crazy Horse." I was like, "Who's Crazy Horse?" Yeah, the artist formerly known as Crazy Horse now. Yeah, he's felony. Yeah, felony. Yeah. Oh, he was fucking pissed at me when we had him on the show because I kept calling him Crazy Horse. So then, uh, my name's Stan. He kept going, Sam, Sam. I mean, Stan. See, it don't feel good. It don't feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Then he rolled a blunt. Then he rolled a blunt in his car. And smoked them oh off. no, he was overweight at first, and he went out and went on YouTube Live, and he said he's going to smoke this pound off. 
and was smoking <laughs> weed in his car. In the two hours he has to make weight, he's out in his car smoking weed. Wow. With the heat on, he's probably sweating it out. That's amazing. Uh, Bro, he, he was in trying to cut weight and get in shape for the fight with you. He was in front of like a 24-hour fitness or whatever, smoking a blunt and just talking shit as people walked by. <laughs> Like, yo, I'm going to fuck that bitch right there. Yeah, yeah, if she wants it. She don't even know she wants, you know, same shit like that. It was crazy. It was entertaining. Oh, definitely. It was an entertaining. I bet it was. I bet it was. But even that, he didn't say an unkind word about Johnny Bedford. Like, he knew what he was getting into. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. He was very, he was actually respectful. I didn't see a whole bunch. Like I said, he had me blocked on social media. So I didn't see any. Oh, he did? I like talking shit. Well, you see, he had a bigger social media that got deleted. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I mentioned to you. I, I typed that to you on Instagram, that yes. he didn't block you. He just, his shit got deleted. But then I guess he blocked you with his burner account or whatever. Because, oh. yeah, he had like 40,000 followers. And the day after he was on our show, it got deleted. Not saying that's coincidence. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Oh. He probably posted some shit. Instagram, don't play no games. Did you get it? Nah, I don't think so. Not as fast as Johnny Bedford. I thought that was a spider How, at first. How's Texas right now, dude? Texas is good, man. Uh, you know, I'm at the gym now. Um, weather's decent. We're like 75 today. Oh. I'm sure you guys are freezing up there in New York. No, nah, no. Nah, nah. We got global warming. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like 49 right now. Right? That's, yeah, that's good for you up there right now. That's yeah. good. Yeah, for, I, I was born in the north. Born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. So we got that lake <laughs> effect up there. It's cold this time of year, but. We got 46 right now. We got 53 tomorrow. So, yeah, it's not too bad right now. And no 30s for the next week. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's great. The Northeast ain't too bad what's, right what's now. What's the name of your gym, Johnny? Fitness Fight Factory. And where is that? Uh, right outside of Fort Worth, Texas, a town called North Richland Hills, Texas. What's the address? 8443 Boulevard 26, North, so, North Richland Hills, 76180. So why would someone come to your gym? We got the best gym in DFW. Um, I've got a savage team. I've got – that's the crazy part. Like, I can go on tangents here. I'm a better coach than I've ever been a fighter. Well, yeah. now, this I, is your I, gym. I, yeah, I, yeah. This is my gym. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have a partner a, in it, right? You're a boxing coach? Uh, yeah, I, I have partners. I'm the majority owner here. Um, but, but yeah, I've, I January 2nd will be 10 years in business. I owned a gym wow. before I was anybody. Right. You had the gym partner. when you came on the show. Yes, I was right. January of 2010. I didn't do the show till 2011. Right. Um, so um, I've got a really, really good team here. I've got I've got four or five guys that'll be signed by big major organizations the next year or two, like for sure. Um, females, I've got I've got Levi Miles is a top ranked 135 pounder in the country right now. Um, Devin Miller's a 35 pounder. I got Valerie Soto, who's a female. She's super marketable, super cute, like, like, and will fight, like, fight, fight, like, probably should do bare knuckles. She's got kind of fighter, like, just wow. wants to get in the face and bang. Um, no, we got a really good team. I've got. But what about? Uh, I, I'm saying like the average Joe, like probably way more people would watch I've got this show. Five year old ladies who come to boxing class four days a week. <laughs> I've got fitness classes, boxing, kickboxing classes. <laughs> I've got one room that's just got punching bags in it. I've got oh. another room that's got 2,500 square foot of all mats all caged in, full boxing ring, another set of boxing bags over there for, like, we call it, like, kind of the combat sports side, and then the fitness side. You know, in the fitness side, there's a bunch of suspension trainers and squat racks oh. and, obviously, 25 bags. So, wait, um, you're you're there right now, right? I am, I'm in the massage room right now, hiding. This is the only place quiet. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Give us a little tour uh, real yeah. quick. Bef- one thing right, that well, we've gotten into, yeah, before we get to yeah, okay. Lucia, let's get some... Uh... 
Here, let me, let me flip it. I'll, I guess I'll flip it. It's yep. a, We're good with that. This would be the combat sports side, obviously, the boxing ring and, you know, rubber floors for sprawling and then the big mat area. Okay. So, like, it's pretty legit. I've got all my nerdy pro fighters sitting here playing Magic the Gathering, and I'm not even No, kidding. they're playing Magic? I'm even, dude, I'm not even kidding, guys. Like, like, Magic. I, I, Magic the Gathering. But but as a I'll, – I'll, let I'll, let's go back to that conversation because you wanted a tour. So I'm walking back out towards the front, obviously – Bathrooms, retail, blah, blah, main office. Okay. Uh, retail, blah, 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 blah. And then what I call like the fitness room. Okay. 25 punching bags, suspension trainers, squat racks, dumbbells, kettlebells, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, this is the jam lobby. There's my, one of my kids. That's my son. There's my daughter, Lila. Say hi. TV, trophy case, whatever you want to call it. Nice, man. This so is, this, is, this is the facility. So business is good. Business is really good. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, you got a really nice gym over there. Well, I, yeah. I, oh, I flipped it back in. Um, no, I'm, I'm actually, I appreciate you saying that because I'm very proud of, you know, my facility. I'm proud of, it, you know, what we're building here. Um, it's, I, I'm very, you know, we've got 63 classes a week on our schedule. Wow. Like that. That's a so, lot. Yeah, yeah, so we're busy. I mean, like tonight, for example, we'll have in that fitness room, there's a 4.30, a 5.45, and a 7 o'clock tonight uh, on the mats. I'll do a 5 o'clock kids jiu-jitsu. There's the uh, adult gi jiu-jitsu at 6. The MMA team on Tuesday, Thursdays, they separate themselves from the jiu-jitsu people. Monday, Wednesdays, I teach a no-gi class, the fighters and the jiu-jitsu people do them together. Um, but Tuesdays and Thursdays, while there's a gi, the fighters kind of take half that matter, and we do like MMA wrestling and stuff like that. Are you a black belt um, now? I'm a first-degree black belt. I've been oh. a black belt three and a half years now. Oh, damn. Congrats, man. Yeah. So, wait. <laughs> we, 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 we've talked to Gilbert Burns about possibly promoting Menace. When are you going to promote Menace? He needs a nah, fucking nah. – he's a one-stripe white belt. <laughs> Dude, come to Texas. We can fix that, bro. <laughs> Give him a stripe at least. Give him a stripe. <laughs> I just want to oh, go to various gyms and just get, like, one stripe added on <laughs> to my stripe. belt. Just, yeah, you'll come to Texas for one stripe on your white belt. Yeah, you could definitely politic your way to a black belt. Like yeah. talk to everyone you know, be like, I just want one stripe. Yeah. And then by the time you show up to somebody else, you'll be like, I got like five stripes on my white yeah, belt. Yeah, I need then to you be get your, blue. Then you get your blue then belt. Blue, and then go <laughs> one stripe up. Yeah, yeah. Man, that'd be funny. Yeah. But you're doing great, Johnny Bedford. We appreciate you for joining us. We oh, wanna. Yeah. Like we've we've talked about it. Now this is your third yeah, appearance on the yeah, show. Yeah, we still no. This is is it the third? This is his third appearance on the oh, show. Yeah. yeah. We'll take you every week if you want to come on. Yeah, we no, want. He's been, no. And yeah, we haven't. I'll be there. We haven't really divulged into like street fight. Yeah, stories and things I need like that, that next time. The fourth episode is going to be the Giant Bedford street fight episode. Well, that's what it is. Is we got to get him on when he hasn't had a fight, right? Or he doesn't have anything booked yet. Right. So we're not talking about that. I mean, if we're being honest, next time we'll have him on. It's like, all right, so the fights, you know, three weeks out. How you feeling? How many weeks is it right now? No, February. I know. How many weeks is that? Uh, months. Months. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that, but like people, like people might we don't be even have a date yet in February. I don't even think they uh, have a okay. date yet. Okay. I All just right. think PKFC knows they're going to Florida in February. I think that's the next card. I think Bare Knuckle had a great year. They're taking you know the holidays off as well, um, and then we're going to start 2020 off with a bang. They said they got ten ten events in eleven months. So wow. 
Oh, so they're stepping it up in 2020. Wow. Yes, he said there's 10 events coming, and obviously there's not going to be an event in January, so that's that gives them only 11 months to host 10 events. So it's going to be big. I know that New Mexico's passed legislation for bare knuckle. Um, I believe Kansas has passed it. There's some other states coming for sure. Yeah. Um, it's only a matter of time. It'll be it'll be legal everywhere once the science and the and the truth gets out that it really is safer. It's just. And it's just exciting. It's gonna. It's not gonna stop growing. It's gonna. Yeah. It's gonna take over. We won't see you in New York till like twenty twenty seven though. So maybe. Oh yeah, you got, you got a pretty <laughs> rough commission over here. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Oh yeah. Well, you you don't even want to fight here. Man. Yeah. The commission's trash here. Yeah. Trash. Man, yeah. You guys. You guys get big fights now, and you hear about it. Like even people from the best, like God, don't fight there. Bad commission. Well, you get taxed a little bit more, I think. And yeah, and even just a bad commission. Like even Masvidal was hesitant to fight. He did like a video before, we, like he did a video where he was like playing a video game thing, and he said, "I want to fight Nate Diaz, but I don't want to fight in New York." And then like three days later, the fight got announced in New York, and I was like, "Oh shit, really?" You know, yeah. because the taxes. And then Masvidal said because the commission was fucking idiots when he was there. I mean, that, that, and that and that doctor got all that shit for stopping that fight. There's some people say that it wouldn't have got stopped in other states and. It was a bad cut, but it wouldn't have got stopped in other states. In New Jersey or Vegas, that fight keeps going. Right. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think right now. that doctor just went on, was stuck on stupid, doesn't have the fight experience. So he was like, uh, and even that, like, that's why I don't even want bare knuckle boxing to come to New York yet because they'll stop fights on the dumbest shit. And you can't stop it for cuts in bare knuckle. Yeah. Right? So New York's not they're ready just, for that. They're just granted. It's going to happen. I mean, I got like 40 some stitches Saturday night. Damn. Yeah, New York's not now, ready for that. Now, now, I got some new doctor who's really good. Let me m- mention that. But I, he's like, you're not going to have any scars. I'm going to do internal stitches and external. I'm like, bro, I'm not a model. I'm like, it's okay. Just stitch <laughs> me up and let me go home. <laughs> All right, Johnny Bedford, you're the man. We appreciate your time. I'll be in touch or Menace will be in touch. And let's get you on in like two or three weeks. And then we want to talk on, stories. Yeah. Then we can do. Yeah, we'll just take, take like an hour and we'll just. Have fun, dude. That'd yeah, be awesome. Yeah. No, no fight oh, talk. We just maybe, want to talk street fights and things yeah, like that. Like you drink some beers, we'll drink some beers on our end. Come on, let's All make right. that happen. That'd All be right. fun. I like that. All right, sounds All like right. a plan, Johnny. All right, Johnny. Appreciate you guys. Peace, bro. You're the man. Yeah. Have a good night. Johnny Bedford. Big fan of that. Dude. Yeah, he's awesome. He fucks for sure. Yeah, that dude fucks. <laughs> <laughs> bro. He's a fucking savage, that guy. Yeah. Like, even that he's like, I, I, you, you did watch the fight, him and Crazy Horse. Yes. Or him and Felony. Dude, don't say it again. I'm sorry. I, how do I know the guy? He'll, he'll fly here and fuck your ass up. I'll fly him here to fight him. Now, Giant Bedford's one of those guys, like, you're around him and, like, he just comes off. Like, he, like, he's contagious. Like, he's very enthusiastic about what he does and fighting and training. Yeah, like, even that, that I, I'm happy that even I said, give us a gym tour. Like, I'm happy to see that that's what he's doing. Yeah. Because, like, even we're about to call Ben Askren, like, that that's what you're doing post your, you know, like, you need something like that you were able to jump into PSEG. Like, I feel like for fighters, especially guys at the highest level, and you know how the sport is, we're not making, you guys aren't making that boxing money yet. So it's not like when your fighting career is done, you're done. Even boxers aren't making boxing money. Only the top, only the main event guys are. But you know what I mean. Like right. that, that boxing money. Like Floyd Mayweather today actually retired and it's like, I'm retired. Oh, word. But, you know, you're really retired. You're fucking. You've you, been retired. Yeah, you've been retired. You retired six times. Yeah. But yeah, let me see if I could fix that video thing. It was kind of. 
fucking up. Where where's Ben at? He said call him, so we'll jump right up in. Yeah, jump right up in there, dude. Jump jump right up in there. Get up get all up in there. Get all get all up in there. Get all up in there. Let's see what happens. Yeah, right. FaceTime's tricky, see? It called Bedford immediately, but now it's not calling Ben immediately. You think do you think it knows what you're up to? Oh no, it did call Ben. Ben Askren. Hello? Hello? Can you hear us? We do not have you. Hold on one second. Can you hear him? No. No, disconnected us. Yikes. That's the one thing I hate about you, Stan. Like you give you, the, if I give you the ball, you fucking fumble that bitch. Bro, I don't fumble anything. Yes, you do. It's the fucking internet connection. Stan, he, he's driving in a car. It's the internet connection. No, you're wild. No, you're wild. No, you're wild. Wild and rude. You're a fumbler, dude. Just admit it. I'm not a fumbler. You at have all. block hands. <laughs> Someone gives you an opportunity, you fucking like. No chance, bro. I was like a tight end. <laughs> Was keyword in that was you done lost your touch? No, yeah, no. fucking old. Is that what it is? And ugly. No, I'm not. Wow, that's rude. That's yeah. very rude. Sorry, I was kidding. No, you weren't. Ah. You sounded sincere <laughs> when you said it. Ah. <laughs> well, you want to be all ratchet and shit. Am I being ratchet? No, you want to be. I don't want to be. You said it. No, I didn't. I said I want to speak truth. Well, we. Stan, I never lie to anybody I talk to. See, it's his it's his internet connection because he's driving. What did he say? No, he didn't say anything. I'm just saying I immediately tried to call him again and dropped the call. Maybe he's just ducking your ass. Maybe he's just fucking. That could be it. Yeah. I put up a post today of me. Getting punched in the face and punching Feely in the face. We should try and get Feely on. I want to be like, hey, man, let's bygones be bygones. Tell me about your life. Tell me about what's going on. What's next for you? What are you doing? You know? Yeah. Let's be. Let's be friends. Well, I've reached out to his team and tried to get him or, you know, um, I'm pretty sure that his team manages... His like management team, they manage Tay Edwards and um Oh, we gotta get Tay on. He hasn't has he fought since I fought him? Nope. What's he doing? We gotta get on Benson too? Benson. I gotta get on my grind. Do you? Yeah, just give me a text of who you want me to get. Bro, well, we've been through that. You you, you No you go, you go diva on me. No, you you no, you get like, you know what you should do. And then you'll message them, and if they don't respond, you'll be like, you know what? Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like to party. Do you? Yeah. 
<clears throat> I'll tell you what. I've got some filet mignons that I've had. Right? Here's what I did. I took four filet mignons, right? I fucking put olive oil, fucking massaged them, each one individually with olive oil, right? Then I took some Himalayan, Himalayan salt, right? I fucking crushed that on each each side, right? I took some black pepper, fresh, crushed that shit on there, each side, right? Then I was like, <laughs> I fucking minced up some fresh garlic, right? Fine. Minced that shit up, fine, right? Then I massaged all those ingredients into the steak on each side, Put it, I put it in a Ziploc bag, and that shit's been in my refrigerator for a day and a half, and tonight, tonight, it's going to have so much flavor. I'm going to put that bitch on a grill. Oh, and I'm going to go to Pound Town on it with my mouth. Oh, I think you're talking about a different Pound Town. <laughs> what Pound Town? Like the after you cook a meal. Pound Town. Like for a girl? Yeah. Or for you, in your case, a guy? <laughs> no, not. not. Uh, Have you ever known me to hang out with a guy? Like yeah, that? you hang out with me all the time. Yeah, but you know what I mean. You hang out with that male stripper. <laughs> Bro, me and Rob Bones clean <laughs> up. What do you mean? Well, a lot of male strippers are gay, dude. No, they're not. Um, I'm pretty sure more male strippers are gay than are straight. All the male strippers I know are not gay. Not a single one of them. You go out of your way to meet gay male strippers? No. So then why would you know a fucking... I'm saying all the ones that I know are not gay. How many do you know, Stan? Uh, I just know the ones from that I've met through Rob. <laughs> so, I, hang on. Why would Rob, if he's straight, hang out with gay male strippers? Bro, they're all like lady killers. I'm saying all of the male strippers that I've seen when I've gone to the male strip club with Rob or the ladies night, whatever you want to call it, they're all coxmen. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's not letting me uh, get in touch with Ben. Should I just give him an audio? Yeah. Let's see what happens. And then maybe from an audio, we can be like, hey, you got good service? Because then we could go FaceTime, dude. Well, no, it's not letting us FaceTime. It's, he said it's not letting him pick up. Hey, that's wild. That yeah. is wild. And I'm sure he has uh, something to do. Oh, for sure. Yo, Stan, did you see, like, this happened, like, maybe a couple weeks ago. The Steelers quarterback got fucking mollywhopped in the head with a helmet. I did see that. That was wild. Wild Stan. Yeah, it keeps saying unavailable. Did you try to call him? Just call him, call him? I did just try to call him, and it says unavailable. Huh. He must have shitty internet. Yeah, but what's a phone call have to do with the internet, Stan? I'm trying to call him through FaceTime. So to our audience members listening, you know, if you know a thing or nine about technology, like what me and Stan are doing, and you want to come on staff here at Menace and the Man, we'll pay you in beers. Well, here, call him from your phone. Leg kicks. Me? Yep. 
Do I have his number? Yep. If you do not, I'll give it to you. Yeah, right. But nah, sometimes the computer just wants to play games. Or it's that he's driving and he doesn't have internet connection because it keeps saying he's unavailable. Leave it to me to, you know, make it happen. <laughs> Hello? Ben! What's up? What's up, man? How's it going? I fucking miss you, dude. Sorry, who is this? <laughs> it's Dennis the Menace. Oh, what's up? It's all good, dog. Are we are doing the interview via phone now? Yeah. Well, I mean, fucking, I don't know. Stan was trying to... uh call you but like whenever i, kept, I give stan I big answering and it just said poor, poor connection over and over again yeah that's what i figured because you're driving i guess it just keeps saying that we can't connect to you it says you're unavailable but i thought the number calling was dennis's number 516 no that's my that's the menace and the man show number oh got it got it okay now you have uh, me- we'll this is menace's that. number right yeah here. this is this is my this is my personal contact so if you want to like talk at night All i'll right. talk to you Deal. <laughs> and you guys got some things to talk about now. I Retired know. life. Reti- we're uh, two high-level fighters uh, that are now moving on to the next journey. Absolutely. Man, like when I saw you, that you were going to retire, I was like, dude, this couldn't touch more to me than I think anybody else because like I saw you say, like you loved wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like fighting you just so happen to be good at it be good at it because you're a competitor and wrestling was a big aspect of fighting yes and you can fucking make money doing it that's a no-brainer that's why i did it <laughs> absolutely i mean so you feel the same way as me or what oh my gosh oh, yeah. the thing is getting ready for like a wrestling match you know you know what you know you've done it a bazillion times you know what i mean like you're not going to get hurt there's you're you're not going to get embarrassed you know what you're you know the skill level well, you of might it. get embarrassed if you wrestle Jordan Burroughs in New York City <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true well, yeah, yeah but you but but you weren't wrestling every day for years had you been wrestling every day for years you wouldn't have yeah, gotten yeah, embarrassed by Jordan you know what i mean so like that was like one of those yeah. You know, you don't you don't fucking fist fight a man as hard as you can trying to knock them out every single day. Never. Like you do in wrestling, like you try to wrestle someone your hardest every day, so you know what it's yeah. like, you know. Was you versus Gray yeah. Manor in New York? Sure. Uh yeah, I wrestled Gray. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was four, Ben. You, yeah. you just gave him too much of a lead. You gassed him out at the <sighs> end, but you, you gave too many points up front. Ah, well, hang on. I we talked about this. That fucker, like he made weight before Thanksgiving. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 but uh, but no, I just I I know. I'm sure you probably handle like the the pressures of fighting probably better than I do because you've always had a target on your back, like throughout college and high school and yeah, stuff like that. You've sure. always been the fucking man. Like everyone was like, "Yep, I want to beat Ben Askren." Yeah. I was always like the underdog. So for me, it was easy to, you know, move up the ranks. But for you, right from the get-go, like, yep, I want to beat him. Yeah, I mean, I, I always relished that thing. And I, my wife actually just sent me a picture and said, you did this. And I'm like, what? And then it was a, 
it was a picture of um, that UFC had put up of like the walk to the octagon, you know? And it's like, yeah. And she goes, well, how did it feel? I never, I never really asked you. How did it feel? It's like, I loved it. <laughs> if you told me I didn't have to train that you that once a week, I'm fucking in. Yeah. I mean, I love to compete. I relish that opportunity. And my, you know, my mindset, which I thought was really healthy, was always, dude, we're we're in this wrestling room twelve months a year, and I might get the opportunity to compete maybe forty times. And so, if I can, if I only get to show you forty times that I've been working on all year, I better I better put my best foot forward. And then, you know, fighting it's terrible. You get to fight. Three times a year, right? I mean, one one time in one time in ten years, I fought four times, but a lot of times I fought less than three times. And so, you know, you relish those opportunities to get out there and show everyone what you've been working on. So I, I always love that. I, and you know, I know obviously I'm going to miss it, and uh, but that's something at some point everyone has to walk away from. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's tough. I remember like the first like two months after I. Retire. Well, I mean, I actually retired like twice, but one time I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> After I lost to uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Rick, uh, Rick Glenn. Yeah. Because it, you know, it, hey, that's my buddy. Yeah. Before that fight, I'm like, yo, if I lose, because that was my fourth loss in a, in a row. Before that fight, Damn. I'm like, if I lose this fight, I'm retiring. This guy has no business beating me. And I went out there. I fought him. I thought for sure I won the fight. Like, my corner came in like, dude, you did just what you needed to do to win the fight. Cool. Then they're like, you lose. And I was like, fuck this. Fuck this sport. Fuck him. I'm done with this shit. And I sat home for like two months. And I was like, fuck, like, I'm done with this shit. I'm not fucking fighting anymore. And then I had some, uh, like, I had some like lady problems happen in my life. I'm like, someone's getting fucked up. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm going to do one more. You know what? I'm, I'm back. I'm back now. Yeah. And I ended on the dub, and I'm fucking done with it. But, you know. So, what do you do full-time now? uh, I'm actually a a lineman apprentice. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm fucking, I'm I'm climbing poles. I'm working poles to keep people turned on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't want to comment too hard on that, because it's. That would be pretty easy to knock that one out of the park. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, like, keep people turned on, their lights on. You know? I, I got, yeah, and then yeah, the pole. I think what you said at multiple meetings. <laughs> yeah, well, he's stripping at night, so yeah. that's like his. He's got a couple things yeah, going right now. Yeah. I could buy it. Yeah, and then hopefully, you know, this podcast potentially blows up. We can fucking, I can just hang out. You know, how is how is your your podcast doing? Um. Well, I have multiple podcasts. Currently, I have a crypto podcast and an MMA podcast on the Rockfin channel. Which that that's kind of probably where you guys should go. I don't know where you guys are at or who you guys have sponsored, but there would be a that'd be a great opportunity for you. That was founded by Rockfin was founded by the guy Martin Florati who founded Flow Sports. Um, it's too long of a story to tell you guys uh, over this interview, but yeah. either way, that'd be a great opportunity for you guys. For sure. Um, and then my other one is the Brutus Wrestling Podcast, which is on YouTube, iTunes, the regular stuff. Um, I do that for Rudis Development Company. And that's going well. I, I like all of it. You know, I get to talk about things I enjoy. It's probably something I would do for free if I didn't have the opportunity to get paid for it also. Um, so, man, I thoroughly enjoy all of it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So you're big in the crypto, huh? Uh, yeah, I just – I just I see it. Um, I think that there's no – 
there's no doubt to me that it's the future. And it's, I don't know how soon it's going to be the future. It's just going to be the future, right? If it takes yeah, two yeah. years, if it takes 10 years. And that's what a lot of people say. You know, Bitcoin's now been around. I think it had its 11th birthday uh, maybe a month ago. And it's like, well, how long does the Internet take to become commonplace? Right. And, you know, the answer is quite a while. How long did phones take to become commonplace? Uh, cars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And these, these things take a while because essentially if crypto becomes commonplace, it means it, it, it unseats the, the current world financial system, the banks, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of people are going to be very upset about that. And um, I think people have a tighter bond to their money than most other things. You know, hopping on the Internet versus, uh, you know, watching television, well, you're not invested too much, right? You can do that. And then, you know, I would venture to guess most people in America probably watch some form of the Internet, right, whether it's Netflix or Hulu or their phone more than they watch regular cable television today. Um, but then when you're talking about where you can put your money, now that's extra emotional for certain people. Yeah. For a lot of – I mean for, for everybody. I'll say for everybody. Because I'm pretty sure Jesse Jansen has like a good amount of money in like crypto. Yeah. Je Jesse's a very intelligent uh, crypto guy. He was there early to Bitcoin. I wish I was in – I wish I was in as early as Jesse was in. When I first heard about uh, like Bitcoin, it was at like twenty five hundred. I wish I bought it then. Yeah. Oh, you fuck up. I know. <laughs> well, Phil obviously made money. Phil Baroni made a lot of money with Bitcoin, and then my one friend Space Monkey. There's no way Phil's lying. You guys are full of shit. No, yeah, no way dude, he lives in Thailand. What do you no, mean? No, back in the day, one championship. You see this guy on Twitter? He's a, he's a dumb stuff. There's no way Phil owns any Bitcoin. Bro, one championship paid him in Bitcoin back in the day. Dude, no, they didn't. You guys are you guys are eating one of Phil's lines. I'm First not. Of all, if if Phil didn't get paid, it wasn't very much. Second of all, when one champion was paying him, they were paying him in cash, not. I mean, you guys remember I fought for one championship for years. <laughs> yeah, for years. They, did, they didn't pay him in Bitcoin. You're full of shit. <laughs> no, he got paid in Bitcoin back in like 2011. He did not get paid in Bitcoin. 100%. You are lying. One championship didn't exist in 2011. Uh, then, it, yeah. then it was, what was the other one? Stan, abort. No, he got paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> you it, saw it? Bill Baroni did fight for one championship, I believe, in 2013 uh, or maybe 2014, possibly. And he did not get paid in Bitcoin. The owner of one championship is actually staunchly against Bitcoin. He doesn't like it. So I can almost guarantee you that didn't happen. Okay. Then it wasn't... I'm going to guarantee. <laughs> I, I feel like I shouldn't be guaranteeing because I, I wasn't there. But just knowing how they operate, they would never pay anyone Bitcoin. If your last fight you could have got paid in Bitcoin or some kind of currency, uh, cryptocurrency, would you have rather that versus transfer money into your bank um, account? I mean, I, I don't think so. I, I I see it as regular money, right? And um, for most people, they would say, and it's by everybody. You shouldn't put a large portion of your wealth into cryptocurrency, right? Right. Um, At this point, yeah, it's volatile. volatile. Yeah, it's very volatile. Now, right. now putting some of your money in there, you know, say five percent, ten percent, your net wealth probably a good idea. But putting fifty percent in, or putting very large, large sums of money, especially. Say if you're talking about a fight first, I haven't paid taxes on that yet. I get my money, I gotta go pay taxes, right? right? Uh, probably thirty to forty percent. So putting a hundred percent of it into Bitcoin and then watching it fluctuate. I mean, if it was November of 2017, which was my last fight in the championship, that would have been fantastic because it would have turned into two, two to three X what it was. Yeah. But in the case that it was on the downturn and I haven't paid taxes, right there for it. 
Because because cryptocurrency is essentially. I can't believe you bought Phil's bullshit about one championship paying him. At Bro, if it, if it wasn't one, then it was Damn Dream. Lie. If it wasn't one, it was Dream. One of the Jap- Japanese Asian I companies. I want to see. You go find Alex Jones and get me the documents. Yeah. I'll ask him to produce receipts. I know he bought a strip club and a grape farm with his Bitcoin money. Really? Bro, oh. now he lives yeah. the fucking dream. He lives in, he moved to Thailand. He has money. Oh, uh, you are just buying, you're buying all of Phil's lines, aren't you? No, not at all. I call bullshit on a lot of his stuff. But that I'm going <laughs> to believe because of the financials that he produces. Uh, but then even my other boy, he, saw- he started mining Bitcoin. He bought like the miners. Who? My friend in Rhode Island. His name is Space Monkey. Oh, nice. He's an old school cool. Hansel Gracie guy. He started mining Bitcoin, and he makes like ranges from just from hooking it up to his electric, whatever, and having the machines. He makes like two hundred bucks a day, yeah, fifty bucks to two hundred nice. bucks a day for doing nice. nothing. I don't get that. I don't. How do you I, mine a, a, a? Now that's that's now we're way down the rabbit hole. You don't even need to go. We don't. Yeah, need to go. <laughs> whole, right, yeah. Right. I don't fully comprehend all the. I mean, I I kind of get a. Very surface level understanding of the mining, but yeah, then, then you're down the rabbit hole. Yeah. The easiest way to understand it to me was it's like a computer that just generates Bitcoin transactions and makes money for you. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, why Bitcoin is so safe uh, and so fair is right. No one owns Bitcoin, so there's it's decentralized. There's all these nodes all over the world which any one of them can then look at the ledger, the blockchain. They can look at the ledger and verify transactions. And so, you know, they, they race to verify transactions, and then they get rewarded based on that, essentially. So Ben Askren will never work a normal job. Oh, I, Again. I, I can't foresee that happening. Have no. you ever worked a normal job? Uh, I painted in the summer of 1998. That's it. I was a college coach, but I did other stuff also. Okay. For four, four years, I, I coached collegiate, but I also was, I was fighting. I was competing wrestling-wise. I wasn't doing just that. And then I was talking to uh, Stan a while ago, and I was like, I definitely started fighting before Ben Askren because I think I was like, I think I know more than jiu-jitsu or something like that. And he's like, no. And then he looked it up, and I think we started – actually, you started ben like – started before you. When did you st- – I was February, February, February of 2009. Yeah, I started in July, I think. Or June, and even uh, I feel like Ben, Ben started jujitsu because I I actually was around you back in like 2008 when you went to American Top Team when you were still a wrestler. Okay, so that was yeah that was like so I wrestled in 2008 a little bit because I decided to make the transition. So I was at American Top Team in uh, December of 2008. Yeah, oh, wow. that's literally when I moved to Florida because I remember you being there and being All like, right. oh, shit. Everyone was like, no, 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 that's Ben Ash. Oh, hang on. This is the perfect guy to talk to. Bo Nichols versus Gordon Ryan is going down. Yeah. I know they, like, I tried to – d- I, I think it's easy. I think if Bo takes him down, he's going to get committed. Um, you know, I know you take away Gordon's whole leg off arsenal, which is some of his best stuff. Right. I just well, – I would foresee him getting committed. I mean, if I'm Bo – I, I can't foresee Gordon Ryan being able to actually take him down. Like, actually right. get a takedown. Now, so if I'm full, I'm going to fucking saw it out for whatever time I take him down with 20 seconds left to win. But the thing is, so Gordon Ryan, I think, I mean, obviously he's got an ego. He's fucking one of the best world champions in the you know jiu-jitsu community. Yeah, but he's been fun. working with my homie Kyle Sermonero. You know Kyle. You mean Gordon has a big Yeah. Sir. yeah. sir. Big, big sir. Yeah. So I would imagine... Ryan Gordon's gonna go out there and like see where he's at in the wrestling. Yeah, but he can't take down Bo. 
He's definitely going to try, and I, I, I like that. That's he's, gonna be interesting gonna for me. I mean, he can. He he can't take Bo down. If Bo doesn't want to get taken down, right? He can't take him down. And then worst case scenario, he just taps him out on the ground after Bo takes him down. Yeah, like I he, think if Bo takes him down, and if Bo takes him down, and there's a significant amount of time left, he's gonna get subbed. Well, the way they, I know, I saw Chael recently say it. They changed the rules a little bit. Right. So no leg lock. It's basically well, there's, no, it's, there's it, no leg locks at all. And there's points. Which whatever, that's not fair. I can deal. I can deal with that. Yeah, yeah. It's an old school Naga match. So basically, Bo could take him down, put his knee in his ass, and he could just break his guard and keep standing up, making him get up. He'll yeah, beat him just, twenty to nothing. I don't. Yeah, think but I, Bo has almost. Bo's got almost no, um, no submission training. I mean, very, very minimal, right? So right. I would have to imagine uh, Bo's going to be able to get takedowns if he wants to. I would have to imagine. That Gordon will be creative enough to, as he's getting taken down, or as both in his guard, to be able to execute on something. Right. I that's that's what I'm. Do. That's what I'm thinking. Now, because you've been through everything, Bo's maybe thinking about getting into. What like? Yeah. What do you think is the best move for Bo? He's not. I don't. He's, I should do it. I should do it immediately. You know, he, he's waiting. He's waiting a year and a half. Not the end of the world. You know, he wants to try to make it a little bit. Cheap. Right. Which um, is... I said I would have I would have went right away after college if I was him. Um, and the other thing I, I don't really love, and I, I actually advise him against this, um, but they're opening a gym at State College because he's comfortable there and his oh, friends there right. and stay there. And um, you know, I'm, that's not saying he couldn't do that eventually, especially once he gets established. Um, he could do something like that, but it, but in the you know in the short term, I think going to a better camp would be. Uh, a much better option for him because you you just have access to so many other people, right. right? You go to a big camp, you have access to all kinds of people to learn from, jiu-jitsu wise, striking wise, and then maybe once you're older and you're more established, you can go do your own thing. But uh, in the beginning, I don't think that's the best course of action. Now, do you think there's something behind? Let's say he goes to like AKA or or I don't know one of these bigger gyms and like gets fucked up. Do you think? He'll be like, ah, maybe this he's is not, for he's me. He's not gonna get fucked up. He's not gonna get fucked up. I agree, I agree with you because he's a fucking competitor. Um, yeah, he's a man. He's a man's man. He's gonna get in and fight somebody. Yeah, like I know, like I I'll throw it back to even I'll say Ben, and even I'll throw it back to like Mark Kerr. There's sometimes like a grappling yeah. style has like a natural affinity mm. for jujitsu or submissions. Yeah. Like, well, oh, well, I mean, but worst case, like if you're sparring, worst case, you're if you're a great wrestler, you could at least take someone down, right. beat up and take them down. I mean, I remember I went and. Uh, uh, I went to AKA like my first year of fighting, and um, you know I was like, okay, I'll just stand up with these guys because you know, hey, that's probably what I should do to get better at that. And um, and obviously they were getting the better of me. And Daniel Cormier was there. He's like, man, why don't you take him down? I'm like, you know, while <laughs> I'm sparring, I'm like, Daniel, I'm trying to work on my stand up. Fucking leave me alone. He's like, man, take him down. Take him down. Let's go. I'm like, all right, fine. Boom, man. You know, and then I can hit a takedown whenever I want. You know, even against pretty good guys. Um, so, you know, you always have that in your back pocket as well. Yeah. Well, even that, when I lived in Florida and everyone was like, oh, no, that's Ben Askren. I'm like, I didn't know wrestling like that. I'm like, who the fuck's Ben Askren? They're like, nah, he's the wrestler. He's the guy yeah, in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw that you were transferring to MMA. And that's why I knew that you started before Menace. I was like, nah, I think. And that's what I wonder uh, about. Uh, I, I wonder <laughs> about Bo Nickel, though, too. Has he done some jujitsu? Yeah, he's probably done a little bit or even enough jujitsu. A tiny bit, yeah. Hang on, but the thing is, is like, 
Aaron Pico and the should other be. Thing, he's, a, he's probably a two hundred five pounder, uh, so that that you know is not as deep of a weight class as okay. the other one. So that's probably going to benefit him as well. He's probably more, naturally more athletic than I don't know ninety yeah. percent of those guys at two hundred five. Not a lot of good guys there. A lot of great athletes in that weight class playing football or basketball. Yeah, but going Baseball. off of an elite wrestler gone MMA, like Aaron Pico is is not. What, what, I don't know why and he's, Pico can't figure it out. And he's in know. a great he's, gym, and he's a, a fucking a good boxer. I'm like, I don't, does he just have bad luck? Because yeah. I mean, that's a real thing in the uh, sport. I think I think it's he should focus more on his striking defense. Yeah, he just keeps Obviously, getting caught. When, when you yeah, when you see him striking offensively, he's fucking dynamic. He crush people, but then he leaves himself open to take those shots and. With a 16 ounce boxing glove, that doesn't hurt you very right, bad. But with right. a four ounce MMA glove, fully different story. Yeah. Hey guys, I got, I got to run. You guys should get on the Rockford Network. Check it out. Dennis, send me a message if you want to talk do more it. about it. And Fuck then, yeah. Uh, I will talk to you later. All right, bro. Thank you, man. You're the man, Ben. Thank you for the time. Ah, love me some Ben. Yeah, we are. Oh, we kept him way longer than he expected. He was only he had till six o'clock, so I think he's late for whatever he was yeah. doing. Well, the thing is, we were talking about things he fucking really likes to talk about. We weren't like, oh, Ben, like, so you're retired. What, you know, he's by the questions he, like, Well, I didn't want to go there because all week he had, like, retirement yeah. questions and whatnot. I wanted to go even deeper with him, but I was just like, ah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I can't really. I, I feel like that's somewhere I'd be, like, sitting in the room with him, drinking a beer. and Well, then well I knew that you needed that little moment, conversation with him. Yeah, you, I feel like I got pushed into it. And also, I feel like he was just like, oh, okay, ask me about retirement. He wasn't like, hey, how was you? You know what I mean? It was, you know. But nah, like we always say, he, he's a good egg, Ben Askren. Yeah, fuck yeah. It sucks that the video wasn't working. It yeah. was definitely his internet. It was yeah, the fact that he was in his car driving. I, I would have liked to see that mug. Uh, we saw it for like two seconds. It was pitch black dark, so it wouldn't uh, have been that great of a uh, video. Okay. But. And uh, he was driving somewhere. I think he's driving to teach and like. We I we wanted to ask him that, but we'll get him on again one day. But like I was about to ask him about his gym and show. Like he's that. getting hip surgery. Oh word! Oh, you didn't see any of that? No. He has to get like that's why he retired. He has to get major hip surgery. Oh. So he was like, you know, like the training. I'm a little fucked up. So like, and even I think he alluded a little bit. He's like, if I have to train more than one day, I feel like his last couple fights, like obviously they were tough. Maya Masvidal, he wasn't training the way he needed to because he had hip problems. So at this point, he's like, uh, two losses in a row. The next fight's going to be a tough guy, too, because my right. name value. And I have hip problems. I can't really train for it, so I got to figure out what I'm doing. And then even he posted, like, I know he did an interview with, I think, TMZ. And he said, like, good news that he heard today or yesterday was that he, th he was on the hip surgery was going to take him out, and he couldn't even wrestle anymore. And then he heard today that there's other people that have gotten the same surgery he needs that now wrestle. So at least work out. Yeah. So he'll be able to at least continue wrestling, training, and training other people. Not competing. And you heard him. He doesn't really – he'll miss competing at some point. I'm sure you miss competing. But at the same time, then you weigh the options. You're like, uh, all right, I'm good, you know. Well, what it is is like when I used to compete the – the victory was sweet because of all the work that I put in to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and it's almost like when you win, that win feels better than all that hard work you did.
Yeah. Sacrifice. Yeah. Nowadays, for me, it's like, man, I feel like that win, and I look back at, like, all the hard work I did and, like, what I, what, how much that hurt. And I'm like, I feel like that outweighs the victory. The, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, Ben is the only guy. So I think there's only, like, fucking three people, and Ben's one of them every time that kicks us off the phone. Well, no, because he's like, yo, busy you, you, fuck, you yeah. have 15 minutes. Here's your 15 minutes. Well, no, he gave us like a half hour, but and even more than that, because we were supposed to get him at 645. But even usually people like Bedford, everyone winds up on the I tell them 1015. You tell them 1015. We wind up on the FaceTime or phone, whatever, with them for like an hour because we're just talking, bro right. out. Ben's that guy. He's got too much shit. He's got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And he's business. Yeah. And I fuck with that. Yeah. So, big fan of Ben Askren. Like, I'm definitely like, I don't know if he if he falls off the map for you know in the MMA world or the wrestling world somehow. No I'm, chance. I'm still hitting up Ben Askren. Like, yo, you yeah, want to no shoot chance. the shit? No chance. Yeah, he's too smart. Too smart. Yeah, he's got too much knowledge and like wisdom. Like Chael, like he's out of the well, fight. Even, that you was know something what I, mean? I wanted to fight com- game, but. Chael's podcast is amazing. Right. That's something I wanted to compliment Ben on. I haven't listened to his crypto podcast yet but i listen to him and his podcast that he does with the guy front row brian and yeah. it's fucking good yeah it's really good yeah and he chael i mean uh ben is similar to chael in that he just spits out some shit and then you're like oh all right Damn. yeah all right yeah i could see that that makes yeah. sense that makes sense i fuck with that yeah you need to get more like that stan i'm trying no, you know who needs to get more like that you <laughs> i have good analogies do you yeah every once in a while Eh, sometimes. Which yeah, that, uh, sometimes is every once in a while, Stan. Give me a good analogy. <sighs> My so Valentina Shevchenko is fighting Caitlin Chukay again in February. Give me a good analogy on that fight. <laughs> no. You don't got nothing? No. Yeah, well. well, obviously, I know Chael, all of his stuff is already like made up in his head. I think Ben comes off the hip with a lot of shit. Probably make some notes or something at this yeah. point. He's a he's a college graduate or a smart dude. Oh, a funny thing I saw too was Chael did a post like what was it? The five toughest debuts, and okay. he was talking about your boy Pat Cummins. What oh, was yeah. number one? Oh yeah. And he was talking about how Ryan Parsons was the manager, and like I think uh, Pat Cummins lived with Parsons at yep. that time, and he was working as a barista at a coffee place. Yeah. So Dana White called. Parsons and was like, yo, does he want this fight with DC? And then Ryan Parsons started calling. And you told me this story. I'm pretty story. sure I was there. I remember you told me this story that Parsons was calling up uh, Cummins and Cummins' boss was like, no personal calls at work. Like he couldn't answer his phone. Right. So he so, went through the drive thru. So, yeah. So then he, the coffee shop. he called up the coffee shop and they were like, no personal calls. So then Parsons had to go through the drive thru. And he's like, take off your apron. You quit. Handed him the phone and was like, Dana's on the phone. And yeah. then he was like, do you want to fight him? He was like, yeah, I do. Want, I'll fight him yeah. in four days, eight days, whatever the fuck it is. That's one of the greatest MMA stories ever. I was convinced Pat was going to beat him. Like, I put money on Pat the whole nine. You know like, what it I was? was like, no one knows. Like, Pat had the wrestling and the grappling. Maybe he didn't have the striking. DC's a really good – DC's a deceptively good striker. Right. But the thing is, I had – I mean, Pat had finished all of his guys till that point. You know what I mean? I, I was there training next to him. Like, he was crushing people in the gym. You know, I was like, man, I just – I and, like, 
I just thought he's going to get taken lightly and all these things. And but it was him. on like five, you know, there was a lot of things eight, that he just wasn't. Eight, eight days notice, I believe. Eight it was. days notice. Yeah. All the media he had to do. He still had to make weight. There was like a lot of. And I just remember being like, bam. Like, tough test. Lot. Yeah. So, Mayhem Miller, like. Recently, I've been seeing him like on podcast. Like he came out of the. Yeah. When are we getting him on? I'm. I. I messaged him, but I got nothing back. Maybe I'll see if his if his phone still works. Or would Ryan have that number, Parsons? That that burn that that bridge is burned. Oh, that bridge is burned. Yeah. Bad story or good story? No, I mean, I just, I just think Doc cut. You know, cut ties, ties with him just because, like, man, this guy is just. No, Mayhem was burning too many bridges. Oh, 100%. That Doc it, could well, repair. Ryan Parsons isn't burning bridges. He's right. Fucking... So the thing is, so like, let's say I'm making you money, Stan, and everywhere I'm making you money, you're like, ah, fuck you, dude. And I try to make money for you over there. And like, yeah. what, what what can I do with you now? Yeah. Nothing. You know, people want to sponsor you because you're in jail or whatever. Or, you know, like, how can I? Can't do nothing. Like, you know, that that's our relationship because I make money off you making money. And his charge. And if I can't make you any money, I don't make any money. So what am I going to do with you? And. Like, his, we're still friends, you know. His charges were not good charges when right. he got in trouble. Yeah. He was, like, fucking abusing domestic, yeah. whatever the fuck his shit was. But I've seen him do. He did MMA Roasted. You ever see that one? With Adam Hunter. He did a couple of. I've, I've seen him do a few interviews. And he's fucking crazy. I think we definitely. Should get him uh, on. He definitely has a good story or two for us. I, I'm, I'm gonna come out and just. I was like his favorite on the show. I'm sure. Yeah. He was probably like, I love your nickname, Menace. I'm, I fuck with that. I'm mayhem. Well, no, just our personalities. We just had like a good. Yeah, a good rapport. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that 100. percent But like, I remember after the show, like after Doc and him had kind of parted ways, he's like, "Yo, Premieres, let's go hang out." And Doc was like, "Don't, don't hang out with him. Do not." He drinks and smokes. He will weed. take you like to the depths of hell. No, like he will just like it. It, it just won't. Uh, nothing good's gonna come of it. Okay. So there was a UFC this past weekend. Did you watch any of it? Yeah. Sao Paulo. Or is that a fake yeah or a real yeah? No, fake yeah. Yeah. Well, the homie Jared Gordon. Didn't yeah. go well for him. Yeah, we were rooting first for round, him. right? Um, he got the uppercut and then yeah, first round he got caught. He was pressing Oliveira, but he just got hit with a, a overhand, and right. then when he got dropped from the overhand, he tried to jump right up and got hit with an uppercut. Yeah, and then even like he was rocked as fuck, but maybe stopped a second. You know, like give him that one more. I'm sure he would have wanted that one more. I'd have to ask him. The thing is, when a guy gets dropped, right, and the guy goes to follow up, if the guy that follows up misses a little bit, you have a chance. But when it, the second follow-up, like, hits flush, it's like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, the second follow-up hit flush. So yeah. that's what it was like for your friend. You almost don't want him to take more damage. Well, no, I'm saying from the referee's point of view. Yeah, I'm saying like, I'm saying from my – like, you don't want him to take more damage, but at the same time, he reacted quick enough. Like, right after they stopped yeah. the fight, he stood up. It's like, all right, so he wasn't flatlined. Yeah. yeah. Like I know he probably wanted to be flatlined if he's going to be taken out type yeah. deal, but um, Jan Blachowicz yeah. and beat then uh, Ray. Bobby. Uh, oh, we didn't hit him up. We should have. Yeah, hit. we're trying him next week. He I, Bobby I, Green. I'd have to watch the fight again, but maybe I was watching it with bias first time watching it. 
he got robbed. He put up on his the stats on his Facebook. I was like, oh, yeah. I've seen this a time or two in my own. Yeah, he got robbed. Where, like, damn, he beat him in every aspect of the fight. Yeah, for you know, per the stats. And it wasn't even like the takedowns that. Uh, what's Bobby had more control. Yeah, even the takedowns. What's his name got Trinaldo? They didn't win the rounds. They didn't steal the rounds. It wasn't like he took him down and did damage or controlled him. It was just he must have had to have been pressing forward. I that's the only thing I can think of. Like, no, not no. Bobby was pressing forward the whole time. I don't know. It was a very weird decision. I thought. Hey, what do we say? Where's the where was the fight? Brazil. Yeah, and that's tough too because then even the Braz- the officials aren't Brazilian. Like, yeah, but they don't want to get fucking killed after the fight. Is that what it is? I mean... Or does the fan reaction affect your take of the fight that much? Maybe. That, too. They need to monitor, I think. Like, the judges need to be locked in a bo- soundproof booth. Like, in another... Like, in the USA. Yep. <laughs> in the USA or in the back, but just a soundproof booth without the crowd reaction. Yeah, I agree. I can, I can concur with that. Because I feel like that impacted that fight a little bit. Huh. Yeah. I wasn't. I, I watched it and I thought, all right, it's easily two to one. Somebody, probably, Bobby, but they were close rounds. But at the same time, like the closeness was, even the fans kind of impacted me and the fact that I knew how fights get judged sometimes. You know what I mean? I gotta go cook some steak, bro. All right, we're out of here. So, what do you think of Caitlin versus Valentina? That was the big fight booking today. I like it. You like it? Yep. Yeah, I hope she pulls that one off. I believe it's booked for Houston in February. I fought there before, I think. Yeah, it didn't go well, though. Uh, that was Korean Zombie, I believe, right? Oh, was it? Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. I fought there twice, so. All right, well, maybe it went it went well once. Yep. All right, well. Uh, and even Ben Askren remembered uh, Big Dog Serum, Big Serum. Yeah, Serum's well-known in the wrestling community. Uh, so hopefully uh, February... Caitlin becomes a champion, and we can get a champion sitting in the middle of us. I like that. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, see you later. Why'd you just hit me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to start, shut it off quicker. All right. Episode 56. <laughs>